same old people That kind that'll sell your soul Trade it for a shining stone Ain't nothing in this life for free Running from the greatest evil Finally don't know me A man's gotta fight temptation Hello and uh, welcome to the First and Ten podcast. Um, we're back for another week of this draft coverage. Um, this week we are looking at the cornerbacks. Um, quite an interesting one this year, but um, first I'll uh, introduce you to my co-host. It's uh, Lee Wakefield. Hi, how you doing Dave? You okay? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. Getting into yeah. this interesting cornerback class, as you say, I think that's a kind way to describe it at least. Yeah, well, I think <laughs> it's, it's not great, but I think there's a few sort of like interesting players more than sort of surefire prospects isn't there I think it's mm. quite a hard one but so Combine's coming up isn't it is that next week now it's the yeah it's next week yeah exactly yeah, um, so. so yeah it's going to be the sort of test of time isn't it to sort of see where these guys sort of fall into line yeah so really getting into draft season now mm. but, uh, getting so, exciting yeah so well just an overall what, what do you think of this draft, uh, this quarterback class uh, like I say it, it's quite interesting there's some interesting players as you say Um a, I think there's a clear number one, number two. After that, it becomes like another separate tier. Um, yeah. But yeah, like I say, I think there's a few interesting guys in them. There's enough to go around. I found it quite hard to sort of get five. So there's not like a great deal at the top. Yeah. Uh, but there's, there's enough. There's enough people with good, good attributes and good sort of dimensions uh, so to, think, to go around, I think. So I think it's going to be one of them years where I think there's going to be a few gambles out there that some of them will probably end up paying off, but yeah, there's going to be a few busts out there. Yeah, for sure. Around. For okay, sure. Well, well, we're going to do our, our usual. We're going to have the <clears> five <throat> players and a sleeper pick. So, well, might as well crack straight on. Who have you got number five? So, yeah, my number five is uh, Julian Love from Notre Dame. Uh, look, he's a small corner, uh, but very, very, very physical. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of his calling card. Um, but I think he needs to scale it back a little bit. I think in the NFL, he's going to join flags left, right, and centre if he is as physical as he was in college. Um, I think he's he's bigger and faster than some of the other smaller corners, that, especially one that I might mention in a, in a minute. Um, but his coverage isn't quite there, and that's why he's I down at number five. Um, doesn't make the splash plays, even though he gets quite a lot of pass breakups. Um, and for me, as I've been saying over the last couple of weeks, experience is quite a big thing. He's been playing for uh, since his freshman year, where he, where he appeared in 12 games, uh, and he's played 13 the last couple of games, so definitely got those uh, games under his belt, which is a big thing. Probably what makes him scrape into my uh, my my fifth position to be honest with you yeah I think when someone's played like that I think it's a lot easier to just plug them straight in isn't it and they're gonna it's gonna contribute early where I think some of these players might need a bit more time yeah exactly like you, you, you kind of think well he's played at like a good level obviously uh, at Notre Dame and obviously had a very successful year this year and especially and then you're gonna think well he's gonna have some sort of experience in the system must be quite a smart player etc and yeah, you, rather than the, the players, he's just kind of gambling on a little bit more. So I think he's a bit more of a surefire pick, which is invaluable in this corner back class, I think. Yeah, because so there's definitely going to be a few risks, as we said before. Um, so is there, is there one thing about him that you really like or sort of think is going to be his best trait, I guess? Just that fire in nature, I think. I think that's really important at the cornerback position. You know, these guys are going up against some of the best athletes in the world and they have all the rules bent away from them and into the favour of the other guys. And you just have to have that competitiveness and that fiery spirit, and uh, you know, not be afraid to lay a hit on someone. I think I see a lot of that in him. Uh, so where where do you see him end up ending up going? Sorry, he... uh, it's a difficult. One. I think he, you know, 
we're not going to see very many corners go in the in the early stages of the draft. I think we might only get one or two, possibly three, in the first round. Which you know, after the last couple of years, we've had some real high quality corners yeah. come out. Uh, so it's a bit of a down year in that respect. But I think you know, day two will be a sweet spot. I think you know, early early second round, second round, I reckon. Uh, it might even creep into third, but I definitely think you'll go on that second day. Yeah. So yeah, I think. So I think just because there's no great players, I think some of these players are going to end up going a little earlier than perhaps they would in other years. But yeah, so I, I do like him there. And I think he's one mm. that has that bit of upside. Um, so is there any particular team you like him on? Or sort of so I, kind of earmarked. Um, you know, obviously if, if the draft order stays as it is, I kind of earmarked the Cardinals at the top of the second as a sort of ceiling perhaps. Yeah. And it, you know, maybe even slightly before that at the end of the um, first round to the Chiefs. That's because that's uh, kind of his ceiling, like I say. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like that. Um, well, I'll go straight to number four. Who have you got there? This is uh, it's another smaller corner uh, for my number four. It's DeAndre Baker from Georgia. Like I say, another small but another feisty, feisty guy. Uh, kind of that Napoleon syndrome a little bit with these two, I think. Uh, you know, but I think this is the guy who I was alluding to earlier on when talking about love. I think his, his coverage is a little bit better than love. And that's uh, that's why I have him slightly higher. Um, his press coverage, especially, is really really good. And it, despite being smaller, he doesn't really get swallowed up in the run game for me. I think he can quite get off his blocks and kind of work well in run support. Again, another guy who's got quite a lot of uh, production and experience. Uh, sometimes a freshman at a big school like Georgia, I think, is invaluable. Um, and he's regularly racked up the interceptions as well and passes defended, uh, as well as a couple of forced fumbles. So he has that splash playability over um, over someone like Julian Love. And again, that's why I've gone a little bit higher. Only big red flag that I've got with uh, Baker is his long speed. Doesn't seem like the quickest. So yeah. obviously, as we mentioned, the combine coming up, I'll be looking around for his uh, 40 yard dash time and seeing if he can stick with these, uh, you know, like I say these these incredible athletes that are playing wide receiver. Yeah, so that's almost exactly what I had written down. I just had speed as an issue. Like a good good combine would really help him. Um, but one other thing I had like as an issue was I think he can sometimes be a bit over aggressive. I think I think that's almost a bit of just something that happens with these young players, isn't it? College football's a very emotional game, isn't it? They they get caught up in the moment yeah. sometimes. And you see these uh, you know, just like uh, I don't know, just like people lose their head a little bit, don't they? <laughs> and I think yeah. that's a, that's something that you can level, especially corners, because they're they're always so competitive, always want to be that alpha male, aren't they? Over the over the wide receiver. Yeah. Um, where do you or how do you end up see him ended up? Because I think he's quite could be quite a versatile player. I think he could sort of do a few different things well. Yeah, he's got he's got like short area quickness. So if you end up being a bit shorter, some teams might see him as a bit of a slot maybe. Um, but I think he'd be fine on the outside. Um, like you said, the combine is going to be key really if he can run like a fairly decent time. I don't think anyone's expecting him to blow it out of the water. Yeah. But if he can run like a pretty serviceable time, uh, I think no one will have a problem with him playing outside as well. Yeah, so I think the combine for some players is almost just uh, just something they just have to go through, just checking up a box. But I think some, someone like Baker is someone that could uh, really sort of improve his stock there. Yeah, it's really important. Um, like you say, if you already know someone who's like a really great athlete or is going to like destroy the, the 40, let's say, or the agility or something like that, and it's just ticking a box at the end of the day. It's just yeah. sort of seeing what you already know. But for someone like, say, for someone like Baker, it's super important, I would say. And. Do you think if he does have that good combine, then he could? Is he one of these players that could sort of shoot up the draft boards as we get nearer the the draft? Yeah, I would say so, definitely. Um, there's a few teams in the first round that need a corner, I would say, and there's at the moment I don't think there's enough 
uh, corners to go around to satisfy everyone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll sort of uh, make a lot of teams happy, I think, if he can cement a decent time in the 40. Nice. Um, well, is there any particular team you like with him? Um, yeah, again, it's just like, I think the, the Cardinals yeah. and the Chiefs. Same sort of uh, Again, just, yeah, same sort of area. I think he could kind of sneak in there. And like with a, like we say, with a good, with a good uh, combine, I think he could maybe even sneak up to the Steelers at 20. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I think they're they're definitely a team that's going to be looking for corners. So yeah, I like that. I like that as a they, they, yeah, they definitely they um they do like athletic guys though. So obviously, if he tests badly, they, they won't look at him. But yeah. uh, if he if he tests pretty well, then I think they'll be all over him. To be honest. Oh, okay, that's, that's great. Um, well, might as well move on to number three pretty quickly. So we've got there. So that's uh, Amani Oruwariye. From Penn State, yeah, exactly. It's a bit of a tongue twister, isn't it? Um, but yeah, he's another he's another good corner for me. Uh, good length, a bit taller, six one. Uh, good fluidity as well with that movement. I think that's his main main attribute. The way he moves is really well, um, especially against like bigger receivers. Obviously, we just talked about two smaller guys, um, but Oruwariye is a big big guy. Um, probably could put a bit more muscle on as well. So you want to which is obviously what you want. Um, you want to see a bit of growth uh, in the frame. Uh, I think he's quite intelligent. Uh, you can jump on a route. He can, uh, you know, he's got eight picks in three years, so he's obviously got that production and that experience. And I think I've seen quite a few where he's kind of mirrored the route of the wide receiver and been able to jump and run a bit, either get a pass deflection or you know pick it off. And obviously that shows good smarts. So I think that's going to be a big tick in the box for a lot of NFL teams. Uh, is there, is there something you think feel like he needs to work on at the next level? Um, just becoming more polished, yeah. I think. I think that's another thing about you know a lot of these players that just need more polish. And um, this isn't like we've mentioned; it's not a great combat class in general. Um, yeah, just more polish. Uh, maybe being a bit more physical. I think he's a bit soft sometimes. Uh, is he is he one that you think can just come in and contribute straight away, or is he going to take a bit of time? I, I think it depends on fit. It's it's a, it's a big thing for a lot of teams, and a lot of players you can get the best player. In the draft, where he doesn't fit, or if he's not deployed correctly, and um, you know, it doesn't look good. I think Oruwari is a bit more of his own corner as opposed to man. So if you go into someone like the Steelers or the, the Patriots or someone like that who play a lot of press man, don't think he's going to be yeah. the best for it. Because, um, like I say, I think he's a little bit soft, especially at the line of scrimmage, um, and he's better in zone. So if you, you want to kind of go to like cover three zone kind of team for me. Where you can have everything in front of him and, and kind of like I say jump in front of those routes. But to me, that sort of side of things is saying they might see him end up falling a little past some of these players we've got ranked behind him. But I think maybe he might end up going a bit later than some of them. But is there any team that you think he's, he'd fit well at? Uh, I think he could go to the Chiefs. I think if the Seahawks want to take a stab at him, I think he'd fit their scheme quite well. Yeah, the Seahawks Seal- tomorrow. Um, I don't know if he'd go that. I don't know if he'd go yeah. that early. Um, but. You definitely fit their scheme. Maybe if you just slide, uh, maybe you could go around too. Okay, well, that's sort of covered in quite well. So, well, we're on to what I think, well, I think you said earlier is the sort of clear top two in this draft. Um, well, who have you got at number two? Yes, like I say, it's, yeah, I think it's a clear shelf between uh, the rest that we've just mentioned, maybe a couple of other guys that other people like as well, and, and then these two. Um, you, I think this is a little thing of taste between these two as well. Uh, my number two is Greedy Williams from LSU. Um, a completely different with the I'm not gonna spoil the surprise for my number one, but I mean quite yeah, a lot of people would guess it, I guess. Um, but they're complete they're both completely different players, so it depends on fit as well. 
Um, Greedy's your, your press man, cover all day long, he's got the length, he's got the speed, he's that potential lockdown press coverage guy who can kind of close off half the field um, you know, and, and kind of leave the rest to everyone else. He's testing himself in the SEC, he's giving a good account of himself most of the time. Um, I think he does need to be a bit more physical, uh, but I'm, I'm a big fan of him. Um, I think he can pack on a bit more muscle, a bit like Arawarie. Uh, but again, like Arawarie, he's really fluid, uh, mirrors his receiver really well. Um, I think that's how he needs to be deployed. Uh, I think um, just conversely against Arawarie, if you're playing greedy in a cover three um, zone scheme, he's just going to get killed. Um, and he needs to press him, uh, play him at press at the line of scrimmage and just let him just get physical and just, like I say, just trying to cover off half the field. Do you think that sort of the lack of strength at the position is going to see him end up going quite high? Because I, I think I think he's got quite a high ceiling where he could end up going just because of that. Because teams really do value corners, don't they? Yeah, sure. I think it's on the main, yeah. one of the most important four positions um, in the whole game. If you can get a lockdown corner, I think it's one of the vital pieces of any any team. Uh, so yeah, no, he could. I think I've seen him mocked uh, as high as four overall to the Raiders. I don't see him going that high, um, but yeah, he could. You know, if with a good combine again, and um, his tapes there, so yeah, no, he could. He could definitely leap up the draft boards. Um, I've heard a few concerns about his long speed though. So he's, again, a bit like Baker, his, his forty time could be uh, scrutinised a little bit. So there's plenty of teams up at that sort of top end of the draft, at least sort of somewhere in the ten sort of range around there, like that. Need a corner, isn't there? So there's a few, uh, few good spots. Yeah. Is, is there? Anything? Yeah, for sure. Oh, sorry. I, I really, I actually really like him too. Um, the Browns yeah, actually no, at seventeen. Yeah. I think if you can pair him up with uh, Denzel Ward, I think that'd yeah. be a great little pairing on the yeah, on I either think that side. Yeah, would be a, a really good fit. So I'm not sure when it comes down to it if he's going to last quite that long, just because, as I say, just because of the value of the position. But yeah, I really do like him there. Um, well, mm. we might as well move on to our number one. So we've already uh, sort of spoken about him. I think you like uh, Washington. Washington. Yeah, Washington. kind of. <laughs> I do. Yeah, exactly. You've, you've guessed it already. So my number one is oh. Byron Murphy. Um, you know, yes, yeah, another slightly undersized guy, but again, extremely scrappy, uh, good competitor. Uh, doesn't mind laying the hit on someone when needs be, which obviously I really like. Um, first trait that stands out to me, I think he's really smooth again, whether that's in zone or man. I think you can kind of do both. Um, and he's got like incredible ball skills. Um, he does freelance a little bit at times, which I think he's just like searching for picks and searching for pass breakups, which yeah. kind of needs to minimise, I think, at the next level. But I think he kind of doesn't get punished as much as you'd expect because he's really intelligent. He kind of seems to pick his moments really well. Um, so yeah, like I say, <laughs> kind of yeah, you're getting to know him quite well already. Washington uh, DBs are my thing. And are there any obvious weaknesses you can see with him? I guess it'd be that it's kind of he is a little bit undersized. So you know, if he was an inch or two taller, if he was over six foot, you'd be thinking he'd be like a top five player. He'd be like another Denzel Ward kind of player. I know Ward's not like huge himself, but that's the kind of range I think he would go in. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think he's maybe just that undersized. You know, he's gonna maybe get bodied by bigger wide receivers at the next level a little bit, and they're gonna have to be hiding him away. Whoever whoever does draft him might have to hide him away a little bit against those sort of players, but. He plays, again, I hate to like go into these cliches, but he does play bigger than his, his size a little bit. Yeah, I think he definitely, let's say it is a cliche, but I think it does fit him perfectly, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah, um, for sure. 
again, is he another one? Is it? Do you think he's got the same sort of ceiling, sort of in that sort of top few picks? Or yeah, I think so. I think um, I can't remember which one it was, but when I've been doing mock drafts over the full time you had, I've actually mocked him to the Raiders at four. Um, maybe it's a, again a tiny, tiny bit high, but uh, he's put the draft odds not going to remain the same. So I do think he's going to go top ten to someone. Yeah, I I really think he'll be gone by gone by ten just because let's say I think he's going to be one of the players that just creeps up and creeps up the draft boards as we get close just because just because there is only with them two real I don't know they're necessarily like surefire but they're pretty close to it for me sort of players um, mm. well, we got through that top five pretty quickly um, have you have you got any well yeah. I know I know you've got one who <laughs> is your sleeper pick. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going back to the same well, I think, again. Uh, my sleeper is actually Miles Bryant from Washington. Um, he's the nickel corner, the third corner for Washington. Uh, another one I'm a big fan of. I don't know if it's, I don't know, a bit biased, obviously, but um, just a big fan. Um, he's very, very, very small. Um, so hence he will be just a nickel at the next level. But I do wish he was a little bit taller because he's ridiculously explosive. Uh, and just the way he moves, the way he tackles, everything he does, he's just 100 miles an hour. And for a smaller guy, he certainly doesn't mind getting involved in a pile. And um, he's a really, really good tackle actually. He goes through his target right through the sort of hip area and always like the upper body area, rather than like go low, and, which you'd expect for like maybe a little smaller guy. He's not he's not scared at all. Yeah. So it's great to see really uh, a guy so pint sized. Um, he's he's pretty good in run support uh, because of his tackling as well. And I think at the next level, I think a pretty savvy defensive coordinator. Would, uh, we'll get him involved in the blitz game quite a bit, uh, coming off the, the edge where he's not really expected. So he's not somebody that I know tons about. So where, where do you think he could end up going? Is, it, is he going to be sort of still near the end of the draft, or is he going to sort of creep up there? I think he'll, he, because of his height, um, he, and because he's going to be a nickel, he's not going to be valued highly yeah. as any sort of outside guy. One... one um, team that I really like him going to is and it does have a bit of a kicker one of the better nickel corners that I think in the NFL at the moment is Bryce Callahan from the Bears he's a free agent and if they don't want to pay him and want to kind of get a ready made replacement I think Chicago would be a good landing spot maybe in the second or third round yeah. maybe maybe touch later um, and then otherwise it's just anyone who's kind of wants to upgrade a, a nickel corner you know but if, apart from the, the teams that have sort of like the better guys there um, but yeah no, anyone really anyone who wants to get a nice nickel or dime corner. Yeah. I guess the range he'll end up going then is probably that sort of player that a team was going to gamble on, so it doesn't necessarily need to be a big need, does it, where he's going to end up going? No, exactly. Um, it doesn't. Need, he's not going to be an outside corner and everyone's going to get those first. Um, it's going to be quite a specialist yeah, kind of fit, I think, for him. Okay, well, we seem to have flown through that. So have you got any other players that sort of have stood out to you when you've been going through this? Um, yeah, Joe Juan Williams has been sort of standing out at me. He's the big Vanderbilt corner. Uh, I think he's like six foot three. And obviously these guys sort of come along um, every now and then, don't they? These huge corners. Uh, we've seen obviously success with Seattle in the past when they had their Legion of Boom and they have these big corners um, who press. Um, he's he's quite. He needs a bit more polish, well, quite a lot of polish actually. I think he will be sort of a mid round guy, but it's one of those where if you can get him and you can polish him up and make him really, really good. You can't, you can't no. teach height, can you? So it's one of those things where, um, yeah, he could be a little diamond in the rough for someone in yeah. the mid-rounds. I think players like that with his just size, I think I think 
when we well when we talk about our tight ends on next week's podcast, I think there's a couple in there that just are based on pure sort of size, you're almost taking a gamble that you can turn them into that player, aren't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the NFL cares quite a lot about like dimensions and people's heights and weights and stuff like that, more so than they should yeah. in some respects. And um, yeah, you, like I say, you can't teach height, you can't make, you can't sort of make a, a certain player for a certain position in a lab kind of thing. And when they come along in the perfect dimensions, and they just need a bit of sort of refinement. You can kind of, you, you can kind of try and do that if you've got a good coaching yeah. staff. Um. See, the only other player I had really written down, and it's not someone I particularly like, but it was uh, Lonnie Johnson who had, sort of, he did well at the senior bowl, didn't he? But I think everything I watch about him makes me think he's not going to make it. But I think at the senior bowl, I think he was the one that sort of maybe did, did the best for his stock. But any thoughts on him? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah, he, he did have a really good uh, senior bowl. And... Um... It kind of didn't really marry up with his tape. His tape's quite patchy at best, I would say. He seems to, one thing that stands out for me is he seems to lose concentration an awful lot and just gets burnt because he's just not like, either he doesn't know where he's supposed to be or just loses concentration. Um, but I think he's another one. He's got you know, yeah. quite a good height and he's, he's probably going to test like pretty well and that'll probably vault him on people's draft boards and he'll <laughs> probably get him overdrafted. He doesn't. He doesn't seem one that's gonna sort of contribute straight away. He might just be like a special teams player, but again, he's one that I think. I think we could see someone gamble on him. Yeah, yeah. If you know you've got like a coaching staff within your team that that can develop uh, DBs, um, but Chargers, I, I know one of them, um, being a Chargers fan, and um, if kind of can slot him in somewhere like that, where you, you can kind of let him be the fourth corner to say for a year or two. While he just marinates in the background, and like you say, play some special teams, and you know you never know what you might get for a fourth, fifth round pick. Yeah. I think I think somebody like him, where some of these other corners are perhaps going to go a bit too high. I think maybe he's one of these is going to be a bit of a lower risk, high reward sort of player. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, and like I say, his senior ball tape and his combine might get him overdrafted. Might as go as high as the second, maybe. Which I've heard a few people say, but uh, for me, he's definitely a uh, three to five round kind of range. Yeah. Um, and yeah, if I'd... he gets drafted anywhere before that, I think you you play him with fire a little bit, especially if you like you say if you're going to start him pretty early on. Yeah. So to me, even if I was taking him the fourth, I'd still not feel amazing about it. But I think he's one of them. <laughs> once you get past that, I think he's I think he's definitely worth the risk at that point. But yeah, I think. Say so could uh, creep up there just because of the class, but yeah, yeah. So, have you got any other players or? Uh, no, like I said, <laughs> uh, in this cornerback class, I did find it quite difficult to sort of narrow it down to five. Um, yeah. I watched Johnson, I watched Kendall Sheffield a little, little bit, but didn't really like him. Um, not enough yeah. to sort of watch it. Uh, sorry, mention him. Uh, Williams uh, from Vanderbilt is sort of another one who kind of caught my attention a little bit, just more just because of his size more than anything. And then like the six that I've mentioned, I think. Uh, the ones that I like, and there's not much more outside of that, I don't think. Yeah, I think some of these later ones are just going to be just pure gambles, probably play the test well next week, and yeah. just players like that, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that wraps up for this week. So, um, well, where can they find you on Twitter? And say, um, if you've got your other podcast, you want to mention that again? Yeah, sure. So, um, yeah, my name is Lee Wakefield, and uh, my Twitter handle is at Wakefield90. Uh, and I co-host a podcast called The Full Ten Yards with a friend of mine, just generally uh, going through 
does anything about the NFL to be honest, having a bit of fun with it, doing a lot of prize giveaways and just generally bestowing a bit of knowledge on everyone. So yeah, you can catch us twice a week, Tuesdays and Thursdays on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor FM, just everywhere really, anywhere that you want to get your podcast, you'll be able to find us. So yeah, have a, have a look for us and give us a listen. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth giving that a listen. Um, well, I'll say, also you can uh, find us on Facebook, we're uh, First and Ten, and then on Twitter, uh, at First and Ten underscore, so usual places, you know. If you haven't followed us by now, then you're probably not going to know yet. So. <laughs> uh, okay, well... Okay, uh, next week we're back with our tight end preview, and uh, there's a few more, a few more interesting prospects in that one compared to this uh, this cornerback class, isn't there? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, looking forward to next week. Actually, I really like this tight end class. I think it's quite a deep one. I think it's one of the the better ones that we've had in in a, in a few years, actually. Yeah, it's been a bit lacking, hasn't it, of late uh, tight ends? But yeah, there's some real good ones in this one. Okay. Yeah, for sure, definitely. But yeah, yeah, come on to that next week. Let's not ruin it all now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And uh, well, thanks again for coming on, Lee. No worries. Thank you very much for having me. Looking forward to next week already. Nice. Well, we'll see you next week. I don't want to drown no more. sick of the same old people. Kind that'll sell your soul. Trade it for a shining stone Ain't nothing in this life for free Running from the greatest evil Finally don't know me A man's gotta fight temptation